I took my driver's test last week at the DMV. Got a 70. It's the lowest score you can get, but I passed. The thing is, when I was done with the test, you know the guy that drives with you, you know, during the test? Right. Yeah, well, anyways, he goes, uh, young man, you're gonna die at a very young age. <laughs> is that true? This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, filmophobes. No, film. <laughs> Film I'm so scared of film. What's the word? The film lovers. Film lovers is what I meant. Why did filmophiles? Filmophiles. Cinephiles. I don't. I don't like that phrase. Either. You don't like Go files ahead. at the end Cine- of things. Cinebites. Yeah. Cinebites. There you go. Perfect. Wait, those aren't those like pinhead and the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they are. Okay. Yes. But it kind of fits. Awesome. Yeah, cinema, uh, cinema bites. Perfect. Per- it fits our show. Hey, welcome mm, to Film Sack, everybody. Bites. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. Episode uh, 459. And uh, we're uh, my, uh, already, did I say we're mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind? We sure are. And there's no, you only have to pay yeah. extra royalties if you say it twice. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's get right to it. Uh, I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. Always poo before you fly, Dunaway. How topical, right on, Scott. Oh, hi. Before I start, I would like to preemptively apologize for discussing certain bodily functions that are typically off the table in ordinary times. But these, my friends, are not ordinary times. So from the top... Oh, hi. Sorry, guys. I know I'm running a bit late today. I had some trouble with the usual pre-show Duke. <laughs> oh, wait. Can I say Duke? How about Dookie? That kind of takes the sting out of that word. Makes it a little more palatable, right? Oh, <laughs> please tell me you guys take a pre-show Dookie. Do you really want to be in the middle of a show and get get like that runny stank? Oh, humanity. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> I don't know. That's what, they said in the sh- that's what they said in the movie. It was like, it was like a runny... <laughs> Runny stank or something. Anyway, all the humanity. Anywho, while I was doing my business, I reached for some TP and <gasps> there was none. Well, my kids must have heard me crying and brought me a roll. They had been hoarding for me, apparently. I'm a bit over overzealous when it comes to the toilet tickets. So, you know, what you can say. So they saved my life. You might would say they intervened. Man, I had the greatest kids. Ooh, where's that breeze coming from? I must have left the window open while I was doing the do. Hold on a second. I'll, I'll just uh, I'll just get that real quick. Oh, now my coffee right on my mixer. Man, I'm uh, just going to sling this XLR cable around my neck then so I can get a better <laughs> angle to clean up this mess. Whoa, perhaps waxing my floor. So close to showtime was a mistake. <laughs> oh, dookie. <laughs> oh, Todd. There goes Todd. Who's, who's next? Yeah, who's next is right. I take a mid-show dookie. I, I've never heard us actually do the uh, chicken a bucket thing. Is that still a thing? Do we still do that? Oh, I, is that, yeah, yeah, that, is that yeah. when you go? All right. That yeah, makes sense now. The, yeah. When's right. the last time you heard somebody say dookie? I was trying to think the other night. I was like, Right now. Just now never, you did. Couple, you never hear couple, that word anymore. A couple friends and I were arguing about the best Green Day album. 
Oh yeah, mm. and it, yeah, it, my, uh, it, is it though? My is brother, yeah. uh, you know, growing up in a household where we couldn't curse, my brother was the the king of Utah swearing, and he used to say "dookie" all the time. Oh, that's <laughs> right. adorable. We never said "dookie." We my mom called it a jobby. She says you need to a take a jobby? jobby. Do you need to make a jobby? You and your made up Utah words. I'm telling you, that was my mom. I don't think anyone on this planet, but my mother said "jobby." A jobby. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, you, got, also, you gotta make. You gotta make. <laughs> Scott, you gotta you gotta do the poop. You gotta make a jobby. All right, jobby. Uh, with us also, Randy. Death will never get past all this duct tape. Jordan, aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian. Uh, here's the story. Somebody handler told me that death is coming for me while squirting fluids on my friend's head. This girl with me is kind of numb. Really, everyone is dumb. There's no way we can stay. We're all soon dead. So we all started dying, Grim Reaper horrifying. The way we each went was so terrifying. There wasn't a way to stop what's done except for me. I'm the chosen one. It's hard to save. I'm not so brave. And the FBI's on my ass now but three of us made it somehow we're gonna be fine saying chow <laughs> you know what? my favorite part of that was trying to time up the snapping with skype or the yeah. discord delay i, know, I didn't yeah. realize yeah snapping at the time ain't working yeah it no, was like uh... it really was off we did this the other day me and Ebbett. we were like trying to figure out <laughs> trying to figure out how the backstreet boys all synced up yeah uh, how they were all in sync when they did that uh live recording yeah <laughs> Oh, I love that. How the Backstreet Boys were in sync. We're That's in good. Sync. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, see how I changed it up? That's pretty yeah. good. All right. I enjoyed that, Randy. That was, a, that that was very helpful. good. Like very good. Very extra, good. Extra points we'll today. Uh, also with us, and finally, Brian, he's Agent Ween. I'm Agent Shrek Ibbett. <laughs> Agent Ween. Ween. All right, guys, I need to tell you something. You know how there's this thing where if you avoid a terrible tragedy, somehow fate follows you to make sure that your destiny will eventually be completed? Mm-hmm. Well, something weird happened to me last night, and because we all avoided the same horrible experience, I think it's going to happen to each one of us one by one. So I got done watching last night's movie, Final Destination, and afterwards, we still had a little time, so I decided to start watching something else. But just then, the lights flickered and a weird shadow appeared behind me that I could only see in the reflection of the TV. I could just feel some sort of weird presence in the room. I tried selecting different things and Netflix, nothing happened. I tried Hulu, nothing there either. <laughs> Disney Plus, Apple TV Plus, Shutter, HBO Go, HBO Now. Oh my God. Finally. <laughs> Nightmare. I tried Amazon Prime and it would only let me select one thing. Guys, it made me watch Dracula 3000. <laughs> oh, no way, man. Fate, fate was there. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, by the way, there was some confusion. I'm glad you brought this, uh, the idea of confusion up, the concept of confusion. Mm-hmm. There is a uh, movie called Final Destination, and then there's one called The Final Destination. Right. And there which was is the same series. It is. Four. It is. But there are people who are like, oh, which one am I watching? And I got, uh, there were some emails and some tweets and some other stuff. And then even we started talking about it. Um, hopefully, everybody who's hearing this watched the 2000 film, not the 2009 film. Right. Uh, right. The, the older film starring Ali Larder and Sean William right. Scott as yes. the only right. recognizable. Well, you know, yeah. I don't think it'd be that tragic because I think you still pretty much watch the same movie. You, you'll, you'll still get entertainment from this podcast. Well, let me, ask, let me ask you um, this. Is The Final Destination like a reboot? Because that's usually what you do when you do a name it's like part, that. It's part, yeah, it's, it's part for the 3D one. And uh, I, I, I recognized a couple of the elements that were similar. I mean, it's all the same movie. I mean, it's just a series of 
what happens when you you know avoid death and it comes for you well, the, well i thought there was already a four is there not already a f- oh no i guess four is the, the final destination. That, then yeah, back four to is final the destination final. five yeah right <laughs> yeah they got rid of the the again that's right weird. that's weird that's a weird thing so are we, how, how soon are we going to be done with this situation where when we do a reboot we when hollywood does a reboot they they drop sequel numbers they drop all sorts of things and make it this confusing thing like i don't know is this new rambo film part of is this where does this go in the right. order or yeah, what about right. this uh, uh so, rocky balboa what what's mm, this so this is a this is a thing for creatives like people who create things there's a point past which they don't want it just to be another incrementing number and they they really really want like the world to see the movie John Rambo as this like standalone thing, mm-hmm. and and so they just like they you know the person creating it in this case Stallone, uh, like he has this instinct to not let it be called Rambo Five. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. That's because and, he got so much crap from the Rocky movies because it was just so straight up. It's like Rocky one, Rocky two. Rocky. Well, and, and even then, they, they, they eventually did there's, that. There, they went with Rocky Balboa yeah. and erased the numbers again. And that there, sort there's of there's a lot to be said for if if they were just called the Fast and the Furious four and five and six and seven and eight, that mm-hmm. you would not later know in your mind which was which. You like wouldn't be able to distinguish them. The fact is, you can't distinguish them anyway. Right. Yeah, so, I was going like, to say, it, I don't even know. Matter. But right. it, but the people making them are trying to give them a name that you're going to relate to the film later it's just it's it's right which is the one task. where they do the car racing oh that's the all of them but hobbs and shaw that's the only one <laughs> uh no like you're you're making a good point and i also think that i mean you start you're starting to see this actually in video games now that we can have video games that are that have 25 30 year uh mm-hmm. distances between their originals like the doom 2016 reboot uh Drop numbers it entirely. Just said, "Hey, what, what if we called it Doom?" <laughs> and that was right. it. Yeah. Like, and, it, and 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 the fact is, if they had called it Doom, whatever number, and, and then there was a, no, a new one out, and it was called Doom that plus one, it would not be as distinguishable as Doom Eternal is. Agree, like that, agreed. Agreed. Really, agreed. You, yeah. in your in your mind, you really do know uh, the difference there. I think that's why I think it worked for Star Wars, and and a lot of other people just kind of had to catch up. It's like. Sure, well, it's a big he, difference he, when you start using Roman numerals. Well, I mean, he things. added numbers, sure, but but the idea was that right. it was Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and these subnames, these these colon you know subnames, sure would work for them. I don't think the porn industry ever got this memo though, because <laughs> you start to see you know dirty butts fifteen or whatever. But, they, but I mean, you bring dirty up stores, they still dirty butts fifteen. <laughs> Please go wash those dirty butts. Um, <laughs> Uh, but Star Wars, you know, sure, it still said episode four in the crawl, but it, right. Empire Strikes Back still had the number, right? I mean, it wasn't yeah, like he came yeah. out with, wasn't like episode. he came out with the ninth one and just called it Wars. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right. That's yeah. a good point. Like they, it was always Star Wars episode. Well, mm-hmm. so that's even actually the, not true because the, the original, because the original was just A New Hope. It was Star Wars A New Hope. They didn't have episode four until they did the changes later and then they put that in the credits. So that that was a that was a retro fix on the numbering. However, right, kind of like um, what they did with Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost. Yes, Ark. yes, yes. Very good point. That's exa- almost mm-hmm. well. And again, George Lucas. So maybe he has a has it. He's touched. He has a this. thing. Mm-hmm. Right. He has a thing. I'm gonna put it's, this one. It's a beta test, yeah, but I'm gonna change the name if it uh, works out. That's right. Here, uh, just I have a note, but it's in my uh, chin skin. Can you pull it out? Okay. It's <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs> it's a post-it. <laughs> I dropped a post-it in my third chin. <laughs> 
Uh, anyways, so the point is, uh, Final Destination. That's the point. And um, yeah, two thousand. Yeah. Two thousand. Yeah, this is the the a, original original. Right, a, a young cast that uh, that. <laughs> Yeah, they, they largely they, went on to nothing else. Went, yeah, right. I mean, still, but I thought I thought they did a fantastic job. The whole cast, considering that the whole concept is to act scared or you know act crazy based on nothing. I yeah. mean, really, yeah. you, you can't see it. The it's invisible a, killer. An, yeah, exactly. It's the invisible right. killer. Yeah. Right. So I, I think these. Guys I thought did they were going to play. Job. I thought they were going to play up more of this. In fact, I'm going to call the chick in the bucket a little bit of a plot thing because I thought they were going to play this up more that oh, it's the kid who's doing these murders because by the time the teacher died, right. she had a knife in her chest. He had held it and put his prints <laughs> all over it. His and they made a point of showing his shoe marks. And so we right. know that he's a suspect, but they don't really follow that through. They don't really they go do a little bit because you see um, uh, Billy, uh, Sean William Scott say, dude, they, right. they you know, you, the fire caramelized her blood. Don't know if that's really a thing. Caramelized right. her blood and they could see your shoe prints and they found mm. your foot or fingerprints on the knife. So, I mean, the police were aware that he. Right. Oh, yeah. I love, sure. that, I love that that character, Billy, was apparently involved in the fastest <laughs> investigation that has ever happened. That's right. Yes, I mean it must have. That whole investigation must have taken place within an right. hour of explosion. Oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. The police, I, the police I, brought uh, uh, Alex's uh, fingerprints right. to the crime scene. Just yeah, we, we pretty much think it's him. <laughs> so. if, if there was a twist that turned out to be that it was an individual and not just uh, a, a stalking death, I definitely think the Billy Hitchcock character played by Sean William Scott was our most likely suspect, as he's always riding around with no purpose on that bike no purpose or point to to travel <laughs> other than to show up conveniently at every death well he's your he's your high school ding dong he's like your uh right. he's that guy that's eating too many whoppers while he's in the plane waiting for it to take off and looking all looking <laughs> he's around almost, going, yeah he's Ugh. almost your spicoli or your uh yeah yeah, yeah. he's a you know like he's one he's one pot cigarette away from being your spicoli <laughs> but he's also you know portrayed as super dumb and if you ask me, he got the worst death, man. Jeez Louise. Like getting half your yeah, death. Yeah, his, death, yeah, his death was very, very fast. And yeah. and that's the way you want to go. Like right. if you're gonna if you're gonna look at this movie as a bunch of so okay. So death is really incompetent. Like mm-hmm. the Grim Reaper sucks <laughs> at his job. Yeah. Right? This, the Grim Reaper apparently cannot just reach into your chest and squeeze your heart and kill you. Right, like, right. The, like no. We, <laughs> the Grim Reaper has to has to trick you into some sort of gruesome end, you know. He's a, he's a master of the elements. Is really what death is in this. He's a, you know he's like an airbender. He's like bending air and a, yeah. Except and, he's not bending and, air. He's just bending like appliances and and sheetrock right. and shit. You know, just stuff. Right, right. That's around. And I kind of like it. I, I like that he has to be stealthy. Like he he's the death has to be stealthy up until the point that he just doesn't give a f anymore. Yeah. He's all like he's all like I'm gonna slowly let this water out and I'm gonna slowly <laughs> blow this. Yeah, he's kind of the dim reaper. He's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. the reaper. dim reaper. Very good. And he also has to. The, I mean, one of the things that's the silliest things about this movie, and maybe the series, but also the one of the things I think that makes it work so well is it has to live by a certain rule set and the right yeah Yeah, code code. and the kids Uh got the code figured out pretty much and and it no he doesn't sort of (laughs) but it can't but he but you know this idea that it has to be in order and it was the people who would die in order on the plane and and now it's got to be exactly that and if not it will skip to the next one 
that's yeah. a fun premise that you can just do all sorts of crazy, stupid stuff with. I, I love is, that, yeah. that we're dealing with clairvoyance and empaths because that's what we're really dealing with. And then uh, clear, by the way, the weirdest name ever. I could have swore her name was Claire. <laughs> oh, I know. I uh, thought so too. And then you look it up yeah. and it turned her, her full name is Clear Rivers. Yeah. Clear Rivers. Yeah. Okay. Hippie, so she's an empath. So parents. she's picking up all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She had hippie parents. This, this, I almost feel like this could have been what the new mutants should have been. It, it's like uh, that horror kind of, they got special powers and they're fighting. fighting you say should have been. It's funny you say been. that because this is the weekend we would have seen finally. Right. Oh, was this the, the weekend? Movie. This was it. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, oh. this was going to be the, <laughs> it finally, That's why it's it finally on my mind. settled on a date and finally we're going to release it. And then uh, after years, said, yeah, of, not we're going to so do it. Yeah. yeah, their final destination yeah. was this weekend, and they didn't. They couldn't. Right, yeah. <laughs> right exactly. Well done. Uh, did you Did you stand up and cheer when uh, when the when the tag on the bag said "Final Destination"? I was like, yeah. No, but I got excited Ooh. when Trent Reznor sang the words of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was good. Actually, was that, that was Trent Reznor? For me, for me, it was, it was spotting. Can- okay. It was what? spotting Canada that made me so happy throughout this movie. Oh yeah, that was good. Uh, too. Every little way that every w- little way that Canada bled through. Right. Their story, which is allegedly set in the states, made me made me really pleased. Yeah, uh, I, but I I really want to I really want to really come back around on like what this movie was about because like we kind of skipped uh, the the whole point right, which is right. Uh, there like death death takes you right, so like death is a real entity that comes and gets you, mm-hmm. and every and everybody seems to be okay with that, including our. Uh, our uh, incredibly wise angelic black man, who is our chick in the bucket. <laughs> kind of our Tony, one, although Tony although, Todd, are you talking about the? Oh, Tony, Tony, Tony Todd, Todd for sure. Todd, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's candy man. He's useless in this thing. Oh, my God. He's well, he's useless, but maybe not because yeah. according to the Wikipedia, uh, full name William Bloodworth, mm-hmm. great name for a uh, medical examiner. Mm. He apparently is the devil, and oh. he's kind of the through line through the entire series, with the exception of the final destination um but like he he and ali larder both appear in in final destination two he his voice is in final destination three all of them appear every every um every Survivor. movie's characters appear in final destination five i guess in flashbacks Oh. oh, oh! I didn't uh, realize they tied them that close together. I figured this was just know, like, different people. Part everywhere. five, where we finally answer all your questions. Yeah, right. But nobody appears in four that's appeared in a previous movie. Yeah. Everywhere else is kind of uh, referenced before. Well, it's kind of like uh, Halloween. What was it Halloween three that was off the rails? Oh, uh, but the, oh, that was yeah. That was the one that just did not feature any any right. real ties to the previous movie. Kind of like uh, Troll Two. Yeah, a little like right. Troll, Troll Two right. was its own new thing, but. Yeah, and garbage at that. Um. So, so our hero. So, our, everybody's everybody's a teenager except for uh, one teacher and our, our, you know, some other like one time thing. FBI guys obviously aren't teenagers, but this is a movie. This is a movie about a bunch of high school seniors, and our hero is poor man's Alex O'Loughlin, and uh, you'll. And, and can a and poor man had, not afford Alex O'Loughlin anyway? Yeah, right. that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Oh wow, Think we don't even it. have that kind of budget. All right. Think about it. Who has who has made more episodes of a TV show in the last ten years than Alex O'Loughlin? It's incredible. Yeah, it's got to be. Well, I guess bank. I guess Scott Con would be the answer to that question. Anyway, yeah. um, the uh, uh, our our hero uh, has a premonition, right? And right. it it 
uh, it causes uh, he and a bunch of, of randomly selected people to get thrown off a plane. That scene is the most interesting thing in the whole movie. Yeah, and yeah. I wish I wish it could have gone on a lot longer yeah. because that like well, the movie never gets as good as this scene where our hero, a teenager, has a premonition right. and all kinds of people get wrestled off That's of an airplane. It's a amazing. very yeah. a very early inciting incident that just is it it ratchets it up. I felt the pressure the entire way through on this film and I love that I miss that in some films. Yeah. And I wish they would have carried it through more of the movie because more of the the rest of the movie was just like spider sense instead of actual premonitions, you know? Right. I would have liked more of him going, I don't know, maybe, maybe that would get old, but just living through one of the deaths again and then realizing, Oh my gosh, it's about to happen because I just saw the whole thing happen again. There's something fun about that. I would love M night Shyamalan have taken a stab at this, but then at the end they would have said, okay, you can't write the ending. We're, we're, we're doing the ending. Somebody else is going to do the ending. I would like to see him all the way up until the point before the twist. (laughs) All right, let's get it. Let's get it out on the table right now. You did, or you loved or hated the ending. Go. Who? Um, I hated the ending. But I also I'm okay with it because it it this this movie adhered to the template that I loved when I was a teenager, which is right. uh, the the few survivors that you do have, you think it's all over. They're sitting around sipping tea at what's supposed to be France or wherever the hell they're at now. Right, and then oh no, the freaking yeah. right. giant sign swinging down and he's gonna die. It's like oh, and we're gonna leave everything yeah. there. Like there's something about right. that that I love from this a campy is, standpoint this is kruger but. right this is freddy kruger sticking his arm out the door and grabbing mom mm-hmm. by the yes. head ending carrie's hand reaching from the grave and right yes yeah it's That's all that great way, by of the way Go ahead. uh it's it shows you how the french like film commission is divided up into provinces that they didn't uh <laughs> hurry over to montreal to quebec to to film the france scenes they just went back to victoria uh, because right. they were they were stuck in BC, you know, like most of the film happens in <laughs> Vancouver, but the 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 outdoor uh, like re- restaurant scenes, the right. the one where the girl gets hit by the bus, and then the one at the very end are in Victoria. You can totally convince American that you're in France just by a little outdoor mm-hmm. bistro. It's like there you, you go, you're in France. Oh, oh, there's a guy playing guitar, right. but he looks French. He must so, be so, in France. So, yeah, <laughs> right. And then throw a mime in there, and you're, you nailed it. <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, this cheese is delicious. Yeah. Oh, would you like a baguette? Yeah, oh, you want a, yes. a baguette with it? Hey, is that a lady with hairy armpits? We're in France. This is amazing. <laughs> We're in <laughs> France. Wee <laughs> wee. That's, that's great. But, it, but yeah, like Randy, to your point, I think the ending sucks as a rule. But as a rule, it's a fun trope, and I like it because that's what this movie is. I can't believe how much fun I had in this film. I, so I didn't expect fun. it. I expected this to not age well. And in some ways it doesn't. The acting's not great. The The hairstyles are all very late 90s. Everything just kind of strikes me as kind of old. But uh, it has all the right ingredients. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm genuinely excited to watch the rest of these. I had, I kind of, yeah. It's the first. It was By this, the way, uh, uh, I just, I, I, I want to call out the, uh, the weird cameo that I recognized. Um, at the in that last scene, there's a guy standing on the street playing a guitar, and mm-hmm. they really focus on him. And that was Lieutenant Gaeta from Battlestar Galactica. What? Ah, interesting. <clears throat> oh, really? Really? Yeah, he, that's cool. He was also in Watchmen and uh, uh, like some other things. Like he's not an unknown actor, and it was just so cool. That well, he, he would have been then, like 2000. Nobody knew him, but <clears throat> but yeah, he's in all sorts of stuff now. Um, I was going to say, uh, do, uh, in the sequel, so in two, 
I haven't yeah. seen. So, uh, okay, sorry. Let me back up. The only part of this I've ever seen is the plane part, and I don't remember in what context I saw it. Previous to this viewing, it was like I saw half of it on DVD or something, and then we had to leave or whatever. That's the only memory sure. I have of it. Um, and so this is my first true watching of the full thing. Bunch of people on Twitter are telling me that two has the greatest death scenes in the whole series. Yeah, two really? two is way okay. better with death scenes. The 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 tension is not as good. But the thrills are better. Yeah, like you're you're I, really I, getting tense. Yeah. Like that is what this. I mean, that really it's basically what this movie is all set up to be. Because the Saw movies are torture porn. The Scream movies are parody of previous uh, previous horror movie kinds of things. This is basically what is the most intricate way we can kill somebody. Right. What's the Rube Goldberg machine of death exactly that we yes. can figure out? Yeah, yeah. Right. I think that sounds uh, right. It, so is yeah. the is is two just more Rube Goldbergian? Not not as not as much. It's more like death has gotten swift, and it, it no matter okay. what what quick decision you make, you're gonna be uh, you just know it's not. It's almost like uh, somebody. But, but death being, never death never figures out how to just like use a a virus or right or right. make give you <laughs> organ failure. Death right. death is just. Right. Death, death comes death faster, trying, but he's still stupid. But no, <laughs> death, death, death is, is not stupid. Death, death is, is just trying to make a point. Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> death is restricted to the things that you can get yeah. uh, when you spend all your extra money at the end of Wheel of Fortune on the death. on all the items with the ceramic dog. I, death, I think, death has a bunch of gift cards to a hardware store, basically. Right. <laughs> right. Death, death, death works at Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah. Right. I think Tony Todd's. Uh, you know, he he kind of puts it uh, where it's at. He's like. Yeah, you can escape death. Congratulations, uh, but but death is going to take it personal, and as as such, he's gonna he's gonna make it the worst possible. He was going to so, be all kind and easy going on you, like you know it's going to blow you up really quick. You're out of here, but no, you, you're not playing the game. Oh, now you're going to get. I make an example out of you. Yeah, sure. But the movie does ask or sets it up that all right, if death misses you in the order that it was going in, right, it's going to skip, skip over you until it's back. Finished. And then it's going to come back around. Like, is it like a census right. taker that, oh, nobody's right. home at that house. How many times does death try knocking on that door before he finally says, right. all right, nobody's, I'm, I'm skipping that house forever. Yeah. We've also, been using this method for decades. Also it seems to be the thing that works the best. And also if that's, if that's so easy to intervene, like if it's so easy to intervene just to say, ah, oh, get off the plane or, ah, oh, I pushed you out of the way. Then right. that means that death is being avoided constantly every day by many right. places only, only by, all well, around no the world. No one can really... You have to be clairvoyant, right? That's the well. That's the conceit, sort of. You, except you, that one me guy, and you, me and you, wouldn't be clairvoyant. Yeah, but that it. Carter kid. Well, I don't think he was supposed to be clairvoyant, and he pushed what's his name out of the way, and it and it skipped again. I don't know if yeah, I don't oh. think that was a clairvoyance thing. I think that was like, no. oh, the sign's going to hit him. I'm going to get him out of the way. Yeah, but yeah. I do think clear, <laughs> clear. <laughs> I do think clear, which is which is found in most airports these days. Yeah, you can get it anyway. Ironically, <laughs> sure. Um, I think that the it's implied that the power transferred over to her because she saw the bus in the I reflection thought, yeah. before the accident. I thought she was picking up his powers because she was so she was such such a empath. You know, she was she was starting to pick it up. She was actually starting to see a little bit. He was he had opened her eyes. I guess so. so Either that, or she was already sort of force sensitive, or whatever the hell this thing is. I don't know. I think I think I think it just transferred to her. He he couldn't see it anymore. Transferred to her and. and now she has the power. Yeah. Well, I think I didn't like about his little theory, and I started to try to figure out the theory, but I just didn't feel like 
doing it. I just stopped. But uh, Alex, our our uh, main character here, he was like, uh, oh, the order is, is different than I thought it was because I moved seats. And I'm like, but weren't you going to fate do that anyway? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have mattered. So right. why are you trying to and throw some kind also, of twist that's not twisty? Also, you know? if you're going to establish an order of deaths, an explosion right. is probably not the most obvious <laughs> way. Right, right. That, that right. was really ham-fisted to me yes that he drew an order of deaths with with a pencil and paper that, that right. all happened within the same millisecond you know yeah he seems to have <laughs> like, a pretty good idea everybody was still manifest. going to blow up yeah there, these yeah, people yeah. were the the path of uh fuel the fuel intake line were what gonna gonna die a half a second earlier right. in yeah, that order right. and that's yeah. and that's, you know, that brings up another whole point like great you got all this stuff mapped out we know where everybody is well done but he's so mathematical about it. Maybe this is on purpose. But everybody seemed not not shocked enough when one of their friends died in a horrible way. So, oh, absolutely. So when when, when Stifler lost lost half his head because a piece of sheet metal was laying on the tracks, they all just went and got blood so, all over themselves, and all just went, "Oh, weird." Well, now it makes sense. See the pattern, but pattern. I'm like, <laughs> dude, your that, friend just had his head cut off. What are you that doing? That is that is pandering filmmaking, and who you're pandering to are teenagers. And teenagers want to be entertained by teenagers being super stoic and intelligent and mm-hmm. so on. Mm-hmm. If you made an accurate depiction of teenagers having just seen someone die, you would just have them all burbling, crying, and screaming all the time. Right. You know I can't what I'm saying? Take it. Like so so yeah, I I, <laughs> I think that's actually pretty cool. Like mm. you you have to put yourself into your fifteen year old headspace. But right. you you would have been you would have thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I think and, you're right. And this is kind of so and this is kind of a. You guys ever you guys watched? Uh, I know what you did last summer, right? Uh, no, yeah. I've never seen that movie. Never. Oh, you never seen that movie? Oh, I'm so, I'm so jealous. That's such you a great that's such a great film. This. Yeah, because it's like it's like the it's like the best example of using all the tropes. All the tropes get get used in in their proper order and place in that movie. Yeah, everyone talks always part, talks about part 80s. two is better. Part two is better, worse. I love it. Really, I haven't seen part yeah. two, but I mean, it it felt like uh, and it was just basically summer. it was just basically scream with new actors. I mean, kind of. Well, but, but here's yeah, here's an sorta. argument you could make an argument. A lot of people say, "Oh, the '80s. That's where it was at for uh, teen horror mm-hmm. movies." I, I oh. I'm starting to think the '90s is where where, where oh, it was at. Yeah. Things have matured. It can 90s. be both. I mean, I feel like they're different kinds of horror. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you know, in the '90s, we figured out how to dress it up with a little bit of humor to make it kind of tongue-in-cheek funny. Um, right. not necessarily you know right right out flat out comedy, but in the '80s, it was like, oh no, we want the kids to be scared. We want them pissing their pants in the theaters, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, so I guess Freddy it kind of de- depends what you're talking about as far as horror goes, because I mm. think the slasher films really peaked during the 80s, whereas I, I think there was still slashing going on during the 90s. It wasn't really about the slashing. I it guess was it was more actually about even, the suspense. Yeah. And it was more the I mean, even the Freddy Krueger stuff did have a little bit of comedy to it. The Jason stuff oh. and the Michael Myers stuff didn't, you know, things like that. But they uh, they started veering into this comedy thing with um, oh, Freddy yeah. Krueger with the Nightmare movies. And and it's like they forgot about that until the '90s and said, "Oh yeah, that comedy thing worked out pretty well with the Nightmare movies. Could we do comedy that again?" Comedy horror now? is my favorite. Comedy yeah, horror is agreed. My I can't. Favorite. Yeah, I I couldn't give two craps about Friday the Thirteenth um, movies, but I do like when they. Right. It takes a lot more work and it's a lot more clever 
to try and fit comedy into your slasher film. Than no, I'm just telling you, that. man, even if, even if I am in mortal danger, if we are being stalked by the boogeyman in between times when there's downtimes, I'm making jokes. That's mm-hmm. that's who I am. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, and, and so that's real to me. Yeah. I, this movie, this movie caused me to think a lot, like the whole movie about the difference between a thriller and a horror movie. And I couldn't ever really, I couldn't ever really draw a, a fine line around it because like, I want to just make it a rule. Like if there's more than three <laughs> killings of right. named characters, right? Not henchmen, but like named characters, known characters, more than three or some, or like if they're spread out throughout the whole film, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out because for some reason I kept thinking about the first episode of Picard (laughs) and, and like right out of the, like the very first thing you see in Picard is this couple getting killed. Right. Mm -hmm. And they kind of, they kind of like are meaningful and important. And I'm just like, is Picard a horror movie? No, (laughs) it's a thriller without a doubt. It's a thriller, you know, that's what they're aiming for. Sure. I mean, anyway, they, they I, actually, the first thing you see in that movie is him playing chess with fake data, but uh, but yeah, you're right. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> they get around to it. Fake just, data. Yeah, oh, fake data. Fake data. Oh, and, and by, fake the way, data. by the way, Picard is also uh, features prominently in my whole discussion about whether or not you can call this a TV show. I just feel like it's a 10-hour long movie. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just, I've heard, I've heard uh, multiple people, I think even Ibit said this, because you finished it. I, I haven't mm-hmm. totally caught up, but... If you watch it as a single binge, it's like a long TNG episode with really good, you know, production value. Like, right, and that's what it's yeah. missing. I think what everybody wanted was some standalone episodes where yeah. Picard is traveling to San Francisco and gets in a little adventure, and then you know, yeah. that's what uh, I mean. That's what the Orville basically is, yeah. or was, or is going to be. It's eventually coming back to Hulu, right? Is that what I hear? Yeah, but Hulu, that's the, Hulu that's the bought current. it, right? Isn't that- I'm, yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious what each of you thinks of when I ask you to name your prototypical thriller movie. Like when I say it's a oh, thriller, Kate, what's, Kate the, what's Fear. the movie that comes to mind? Kate Silence, Fear is Silence of the Lambs for me. Oh, really? Yeah. I would say, um, uh, what's the one where Will Smith is running from this enemy of the state? I always think of that when you say yeah, that. That's, that's yeah, I, I'm with Scott. Yeah. You guys, you guys kind of named horror movies for me. Uh, with Cape Fear and, and Silence of the Lambs, especially Silence of Silence the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs, though, it's especially. not a gory, it's not a, a, a horrible gory film. Yeah, there's the the murder right. that happens in the um, uh, with the guard and the pulling the face off and Hannibal Lecter wearing the guy's face, blah, blah, blah. But but the the object isn't to... Most uh, of the killings come at the end, right? Because it's promises of killings. Yeah. Right. If you're if you're kind of waiting for things to happen or you're you're scared because of the things that might happen, it's a thriller. If you're scared of the things that are happening, it's horror, mm, in right. my opinion. That's that I'm, I'm gonna give it on That's that. An interesting me, way to put me, that. The, yeah. the prototypical thriller movie is the game starring Michael Douglas, yeah. uh, episode mm-hmm. one twenty four mm-hmm. of Film Sack. Sure. Uh, <laughs> that like there promises are of death. Would you call that psychological yeah. thriller though, Randy? Or would you just call that thriller? Because to me, oh. that one straddles the. If there is a. Oh, line. I don't want to. I don't want to chop up these genres. <laughs> right. right. I don't please either. don't do that to yeah, me right now. Right, you can well, do it no, with anything. That's a good point. Psychological thriller implies that that some of what's going on, some of what makes it scarier, is happening in the main character's head, and right. the game is a great example of that. Versus mm-hmm. like, um, uh, Enemy of the State is probably not a psychological thriller as much as it's just a, like a, chase or an espionage thriller yeah. or. A, or um, there's psychology in it but it's not the main emphasis right, like right. 
you you don't feel it's like the single the one character is getting tricked or he's in a game like literally the mm-hmm. game is and mm-hmm. so you never know who to trust or whatever it's it's more yeah. of a i don't know who to trust because the government's out to get me it, it's a different kind of trust problem i don't know For sure. it's i don't know yeah. why it feels different it just does but uh i mean this this thing falls into two categories this movie final destination to me is horror movie teen slasher horror mm-hmm. movie style thing not slasher but mm-hmm. you know what i mean it is it's a slasher yeah film. it's just it doesn't have a slasher person like a yeah i was thinking no slasher really going on except for the, the, yeah, billy the, the, the grim reaper is a slasher yeah we'll call I mean, it, it's close he, he's got a slasher tool well teen teen horror we'll say and then mm-hmm. the other thing it tries to do is this plays this what if thing i like i like when movies do this they're like well what if oh, this was yeah, a that, thing and i like that and they, i like playing in that playground it's fun Right, and they and they had a, a moment that you always have in these movies where you you finally get you, you're seeing some odd things happening, and so you call your friends and you have a what if meeting, and it's like, what if this mm-hmm. is happening right now? And no, you're crazy. No, just hear me out. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> yeah, how many times have you had that conversation with a friend? Right. That's oh, true. by the way, one thing that I I really enjoyed about this movie, and I don't see it in movies, is often as I used to and they do this in thrillers a lot of the times with the audio it's muted audio um, the only things you really hear you don't hear a lot of background noises going on you only hear the people speaking and a few very intentional clear elements it's, it's very it's like a really limited palette of sound mm. and uh, it makes you feel trap you're talking about when like they have their like when they're having their feelings of foreboding like something's coming uh right 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 mm-hmm. yeah and, it's uh, a pretty so, nice effect yeah really even well. in the beginning it's very it's, it's it's even when things when the in the very very start of the film it's just so quiet except for like i said very isolated sounds and it makes you feel uncomfortable it's like this feels unnatural something's not right what's here. the what's the thing called where this isn't related so much, but I'm just curious about it because I see it in everything. But what's the one called where something catastrophic happens? It's usually an explosion or almost always an explosion, actually. And then there's a moment of like there's silence mm-hmm. and just. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, uh, yeah, the beginning, the first episode of Lost has that. Jack yes. wakes up from the car crash and then, like there's right. weird muted sounds as you're hearing the sounds from the beach and as as his awareness finally catches up and his hearing comes back, then you hear all the noises of the people screaming. Oh, and there's the, the sound. I knew it was here somewhere. Yeah. Plane it's, engine it's still trying to go. It's and, really yeah. overused. I've noticed lately. Like I see it a yeah. lot. If there's any sort of explosion, a terrorist attack, a, uh, anything like that, a bomb of any sort, they, they pull this trick and, I right. think it's super effective. Like in Lost, I remember it being really effective. Like, oh my gosh, he doesn't mm-hmm. know where he is and neither do I. This is crazy. What's going on? And then now this now it's all in focus and everybody's ah, screaming. It's loud. And, <laughs> I don't know if that has a name, but it's a to me, that's an interesting, over slightly overused right. thing you see a lot. Right and a, a few other things they're doing here in, in this film as well. Um, they also, during the some of the scenes, they skewed uh, the sets just ever so slightly so you feel uncomfortable mm. i don't know if you guys read about that in the trivia no but i just i i need to go back and watch it i didn't notice it while i was watching it so that's a good thing i did notice that i always felt uneasy so what it do you mean skewed like the angles they were shot or the actual sets were built? the angles they were shot maybe some of the placement of of objects in the room that I, I don't know if they actually went and made the 
the walls, you know, skewed or something. But I, I read, like I said in the trivia, that they did do Weird. Uh, some skewing in the shots, uh, either physically or through the camera that was to uh, I could see that because the whole idea felt like a puzzle sort of it was like when she was in the kitchen the teacher and getting her her uh her vodka out of the freezer and all that (laughs) I was thinking I love how she's I love how she just threw the tea yeah right right just threw it out because Ah. because because of the logo of the the high school on the front right yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. and then she's she decides she's just gonna drink vodka out of the same container like exactly oh tea freaks me out drinking out of this thing ah but the vodka's good vodka's vodka's good vodka's good I, I love I just love the idea that she keeps her vodka in the freezer so that it's Ice freaking cold. Oh yeah, yeah. Like kind of doesn't. Kind of. Oh no, yeah. Do you not do that? Is it not, does, does it that. not freeze? But then, no, 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 vodka doesn't freeze. And this this is a funny story. I have a friend named Cliff uh-huh. who yeah. uh, invited us over for uh, for dinner, and he's talking about uh, his his young daughter, sixteen year old daughter Amy, mm-hmm. and uh, he says. Yeah, we finally figured out that Amy had been uh, slowly drinking the vodka out of our freezer because oh. we we pulled it out and it was frozen solid. So she was what? drinking the vodka and replacing it with water. That's water. funny, Putting dude. a little bit of water in there to like That's keep the bottle great. as full as it was. That's <laughs> great. What a great story. Sorry, Randy, you were on to something when we, we got excited. I was just laughing that you would pull ice cold vodka out of a freezer yeah. and then pour it over ice, ice. i don't know yeah, why like it's like right. like the whole point I need this is, to be colder <laughs> uh, yeah the whole point is that vodka is is crap and you keep it so cold that you can get it past your own taste buds right but i don't understand why she went from so a true. she went from a she went from a hot drink to a cold drink i'm like what is, what is, what is wrong oh with there's you? that you, too, you've totally right? broken yeah. you've totally yeah. broken down yeah totally well honest. it's uh yeah but it was also to set up the yeah. The death, obviously. The death. Oh yeah. right, yeah. Uh, can we talk about boy, did de- boy death really hated her. By the way, I yeah. don't know what she did. To did death, not but, like ooh. her. But that's what oh. I mean about the puzzle element. I love the puzzle element of I'm looking around the screen looking for the stuff that's going to happen, mm-hmm. and they're misleading mm-hmm. me right. with this and that. I was like, oh, CRT monitors always bad. What's that going to turn yeah. into? We weren't even supposed to use those for real in real life. What's hers going to do? <laughs> and then ha- having it blow its glass out and get her in the neck and then her yeah. stumbling back and then all the ways to survive. And I'm looking around the room going, okay, what can you grab? What can you do? Oh, don't go near those knives because I know what that's going to turn into. And boy, those knives were not playing the laws of physics. But anyway, whatever. No, right. no. It was really yeah, fun Yeah, they would just watch. all landed on her handle side down. If the, yeah. It <laughs> it's were, not like a cat where they could like change to, to land point down. Well, even if it had, it there. wouldn't have gone straight in and then sunk into her heart. Like it would have gone... Right, it would have gone tink park off to the side. You would have bled a little and had right. a cut, and it would have been scary. But you wouldn't have gotten freaking impaled. Right, give me a break. Yeah, right. stupid Todd. Is this uh, after he dr- after he was after Todd was dry shaven? I was like, you deserve to die, you weirdo. <laughs> yeah, like, don't dry oh, I have shave. A little tiny hair. I'm just gonna like, oh darn it. Right, it's gonna dry shave with the rustiest, grossest looking straight blade have you ever seen Tom's in your life dumbass does, uh, does anybody want any one of us have those uh that clothes yeah. hanger thing in their bathroom that uh strangled him oh, like you see in no, hotels, cheap no. hotels i don't think so yeah. i actually i have the i have the similar thing right behind me which is the the strings that draw the curtains like, oh, yeah. uh, over yeah. the windows oh yeah like mm-hmm. like really like those things are such a choking hazard 
and I, I could, like I really connected with this method of dying. Oh but, yeah, man, <laughs> yeah. death could just death could be behind me right this minute, wrapping those things around my neck. They're right slowly there. wrapping around. Yeah, the neck. <laughs> I think it was like it was swinging around his neck. I was laughing out loud at that moment. <laughs> But I knew I was in for some fun because that's what these movies oh, yeah. are supposed to be. I can't take them seriously. And, and then and then the soapy tub. I mean, because he kicked the bottles and the soap mm-hmm. was all in the tub, so he couldn't get any traction. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that yeah. was. That they was they really basically good. thought of the death and the, all right. What are ways that he'd be able to get out of this? Great. How do we? Right. How do we how set do we stop that? He can't do that. Yeah. Right. Um, but I I want to bring up the uh, stealth bus because this feels like one of the yeah. first times. <laughs> I remember seeing stealth bus uh, you mean, make its appearance. You mean Pri- Prius buses that creep along. Prius buses though. that exactly that don't have any sort of motor sound until right. they hit you. Yeah, those are great. Uh, it's like I, we always talk about planes that do that in movies. Like suddenly there's a plane over your head, and yeah. uh, like a soldier's Suddenly. going, "What's what's that? You hear anything? No, I don't hear anything." And then he glances up. It's like, come on. <laughs> They're not traveling you know, faster than the speed of light or helicopters. This is often a helicopter thing in movies. But yeah, yeah. that bus, that bus and the bus he almost got hit by. Both of them were like stealth right. Prius buses that weren't making any yeah. sense. Yeah. Somebody made a super cut. I'm going to try and find it after the show and, and uh, share it online or something. But there was somebody made a super cut of all of the... Uh, the recent death. TV and movie tropes, where they, oh, where basically man. that happens, where the uh, right. a bus comes out of nowhere quietly and kills a main character to as a as a shock value kind of. So well, at some point, me, oh, go ahead. For me, it is absolutely Brad Pitt in uh, Meet Joe Black. That is just that is the pinnacle of that trope. Oh, I don't remember. Brad that. Brad Pitt doesn't just get hit by a car that you know is coming right at him. And he's right. not looking. Brad Pitt is standing in the middle of a street. <laughs> like yeah. they didn't, they didn't, you know, uh, like at least when Sam Jackson gets eaten by a shark, he's not, you know, swimming with the shark. He's like standing outside the pool. Right. And the shark has to right. come out and get him. Sure. Uh, in, in meet Joe black, they have Brad Pitt in the middle of the street. You would think he would know <laughs> he's at risk. You know? Yeah, I don't remember that for some reason. Why did I think he died in a different way in that? But I, my memory well, on he's, Meet Joe he's Black is... Cro- he meets Claire Forlani and they fall in love so freaking hard. This is on Netflix, by the yeah. way, right now. Mm. And uh, and then he's just like, oh, he's all dazed and confused. He's walking away and he can't stop thinking about Claire Forlani. And so he gets killed by... Death takes him by hitting yeah. him with a car that he just couldn't hear coming, apparently. Oh, yeah, that happens, in, that happens in lots of movies. Blinded by love. I mean, all the way back to... Uh, an to remember you just you're so blinded by that love you walk into the street and how many forlorn lovers are dead in the Mm. streets right now by the way i would like to see sci-fi bring out stealth bus i would like to see a oh yeah dude a a film on just a bus driver riding around puts in an electric (laughs) engine in his bus and just i love that idea that's the new horror film right right i'd watch that yeah and then at uh, at the end uh he gets hit by stealth train like the bus gets destroyed by (laughs) stealth train (laughs) these are great ideas what are we even doing why why, why are we making a podcast why are we making movies what's our problem yeah exactly um all right i have have another trope here go ahead oh you know i haven't even played it there you go uh, there's a lot of toilets in this movie. A lot like, of toilets. Couldn't almost, help but almost, there's, there's almost so much toilets that it's like it becomes like a, a, a lazy trope in this mm, movie, right? Like we all, no one really, no one really likes a toilet. Toilets seem dirty, 
and so on. So it's like literally before we even get on the plane, we have to have a bathroom scene. Mm-hmm. And it like right. there's something about that that it's really a shortcut to horror. And it's not it's not like the most obvious, right? It's not like working in a knife shop or something. But right. mm-hmm. it just like the toilet, really? Yeah, you Stephen know? King knows Stephen King knows us well. You'll find a lot of toilets in Stephen King stuff. I yeah. think it's a because it's in a you're vulnerable. It's a vulnerable place to yeah. be. I think that's why it's it's uh we all we all heard the poop monster stories growing up, right? I mean, you know. <laughs> well, it's it's that, but also where are you at your most vulnerable in your everyday life when you're on the can? Right. Nobody wants to be there. Nobody wants to look. No one wants to see you there. It's right. it's nothing pleasant about I it. I mean, pretty much if you're in the middle of a duke. I mean, you're, you're, you're not going to do nothing. I mean, somebody can have a knife at your neck and this is like, I can't right now, man. I'm yeah. Writing, yeah. That's great. It's happening yeah. right now. Sorry, man. I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm curious if Scott does the, I'm about to get on a plane. I'm going to poop as I'm going to poop yeah. on command so that I don't have to use the toilet. Oh, I do it all the time. That was the most unrealistic thing. Can you poop on command? Like no, that? I can't poop on, on command. Way. It is so funny. You asked this because Tina said the same thing. Can you poop on command? Like, yeah, no. like it doesn't just fall out of me. I have some control over when it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you that, if, you must. But if are you the type of person who walks around until it's time? It's like, okay, now it's time. Now I'm going to just wait a while. Here's what I do. I hope like heck that I can. Usually you can a little, you right. know, like if you need to. But if you're if I'm getting on a plane, absolutely the first thing I do if the, if is the brownies go aren't take done, a dump they're not first. coming out. Yeah. I don't care how hard you try. You, know, you say that, you say that, but. If I haven't had coffee yet that day and you're like, hey, I need you to go take a crap right now, give me a cup of coffee and I'll make it happen. Yeah. I, I yeah. promise you. Yeah. And I always wonder about someone like Scott. Like, what if, like, if you don't eat, eat, have coffee every day and then you do have, like, in, in a moment of panic where you need to poop, because that happens all the time. Sure. But, you know, like, what if Scott had a big grande Starbucks latte? Like, I'll, I'll bet you that would be the best poop of his life. Well, here's what you Taco do. Bell, Taco Bell mild sauce can do it, too, by the way. Yeah, the that'll get you. Packets of mild sauce. Yeah, yeah. just eat those The hot the doesn't do it. The Diablo doesn't do it. The fire doesn't do it. But uh, mild sauce. That's amazing. So the final destination for uh, Scott's going to be Here, poop related. Here's what you do. Sure. I'm telling you, because I can't stand coffee. It's gross. Um I uh let me tell you what works. Let me introduce you to my little friend known as Psyllium Husk. You ever heard of him? No. He's a plant yeah, fiber, baby. Plant based fiber. If you're having a rough one, guess what? I got an answer. Psyllium <laughs> husk. Take two or three of those little uh dry pills in the afternoon and boom, you're oh you're ready to roll. God. But uh <clears throat> anyway. it's not our fault that this movie brought up this subject. We don't usually talk about this on Oh no, no. The movie, but... yeah, the movie definitely del- delves in there. And it's interesting because I really do think it's playing on a common anxiety for people, which is yeah, absolutely I don't want to be in this vulnerable pres- position. How terrible would it be to die on a toilet? Like mm-hmm. nobody wants that. That is the worst thing. Like you're going to have a beautiful funeral and you're, everyone's going to come and they're going to have flowers and they're going to say nice things and eulogies and all this, but they're all going to know in the back of their head, he died on the shitter. <laughs> because that's that's the story we always hear about Elvis, right? Yeah. Yeah. Elvis is like, ah, crap. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't want to be remembered as, oh, he did put right. all this great music out. He, he uh, you know, changed a generation of rock and roll, but he died yeah. on the toilet. Yeah, he died on it's the freaking toilet. a fried peanut butter banana sandwich. <laughs> this is, this yeah, is right. a really good place to remind people 
Um, if you are at home with someone who dies, and I've, I now have known a couple of different people who experienced this, yeah. uh, it is your job, maybe not to the police, maybe you tell the police the truth about the disposition of that death, but it is your job to tell everyone else in the world that that person that you're at home with who died, died in bed asleep. Peacefully, right, That's peacefully asleep. Right. Please. Yeah. I have a good friend, and her husband died, uh, and, and he was 47 when he died. It's too young. It's way too young. Way too young. And I, knowing him, I'm not entirely sure that it's the truth that he died in his sleep at night in his bed. <laughs> and and I feel bad because that story, that story ends up becoming, you know, she woke up in the morning and he was lifeless, and that's horrible. That's mm -hmm. terrible. It is. Yeah, but it's a scary thought. But it's better than any other story. Right. That she right. woke up in the morning and he was slumped over on the toilet. Right. right. Yeah. Right. His any, right. any other story is worse. Every every single one of them. So just give us that. Remember, it's just a good life lesson. Keep it keeping your back. Hopefully, you never have to tell anybody how your loved one died at home. <laughs> right. But if you Saturday do, night, you lie. Saturday Night Live had Saturday. a great uh, commercial uh, of this this catapult system that worked on your toilet for uh, old people. Ah, it would yes, fling you onto yes, your bed as soon as it sensed that there was no pulse uh, anymore. <laughs> that was really? a great skit. Oh, man. That's gnarly. Is that a recent one? I don't remember that. That was a recent no. one, yeah. Okay. Some of the best things they do are the, the pre recorded commercial kind of stuff, and that right. was one of them. That's really funny. I, uh, yeah, I, it's just again, like ha having someone in my di uh, direct family, uh, passed, passed away while on a toilet. It's the part you don't want to remember or think about. Like yeah, it's right. It's not good right. for their legacy. It's not good for your everybody. Was whoops, the, but you don't want to know the, they did. Well, it was, yeah. Was it the ahead. straining that killed them? Should they have had more roughage? Should I eat more vegetables? Where's right, the tail? Right. There's too many questions. There's the there's the truth of it. We want to know what happened. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't want it to happen to us. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. So the lesson is. Final Destination is not good for you. I don't know what I'm saying. Well, Final Destination, <laughs> Final Destination makes you think about death a lot because I mean that's what the whole movie is is about. It death does, but it does it in a light enough manner that it doesn't feel it doesn't. It's not like especially it's, right now during a pandemic. This, none of this bugged me or made me go, no, no, this is no. too soon or it's any of that." It's such a specific set of circumstances. Like it's not like you can say, "Oh yeah, I better not put the." Uh, the kitchen block, the knife block, right next to the tea kettle, right, where right. I, you know, uh, have my high school logo coffee where I, cup, where I throw <laughs> throw tea on the floor, making a wet floor. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that lady, she uh, she was just living now, life. I want to. This is going to be more of an audience question, but I, it also gets posed to the four of us, or the three of you, because I know my answer. Because I'm asking the question. Right. Um, who all remembers Hare Krishna's in the airport? Uh, I, I do oh, not. I thought about that. I do I not. I thought about that too. It's a whole yeah. generation that sees this and is, why, why is there a guy handing out leaflets in yeah. the uh, <laughs> yeah, pastel colored robes uh, in the airport? Because this was a half a second before 9 11. It was 2000. Right. Yeah. That was yeah. about, that was right about when it stopped, right? Because you don't even see yeah. them in the part that pre-security well was he a Hare yeah. krishna because he looked like a, a side character on like stargate or something he like, was like he was he like was one of those <laughs> yeah i think he was like one of those fake Hare krishnas who was just using the stick to 
get some money or something. Well, maybe it, it, it was it, just it they feel... could, they didn't want to portray an actual thing, and they were like, I let's just make it, it up. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't want to be very specific. Yeah. I get that. So, Non-denominational Hare Krishna. Right. <laughs> there you go. So I happened to have a job uh, tra- that required me to travel every week of the year when uh, 9-11 happened. And yeah. uh, I, I, had this, I had all these stories about uh, getting to the airport late and still making my flight. Uh, I and I had all of these like I had all this routine and stuff just like George Clooney and uh, up in the air and and like I actually like the closest call I ever had was uh, oversleeping my alarm waking up 30 minutes before a plane departure and making the flight at Austin International Airport this is before 9-11 and my stories often I would make a joke about how I had to vault over a Hare Krishna yeah. on my way <laughs> on my way to dash onto the plane because you could do that and i remember seeing other people running in the airport boy 9-11 changed that a lot like yeah go, just mm-hmm. go try to run in an airport right now and not get oh a lot shot of, wasn't, at or wasn't tackled the, who, yeah was right. it the juice who was loose in the in the Oh yeah, yeah. Was, was, was jumping over, did? yeah, jumping yeah. over uh, suitcases and stuff. There was a commercial for Hertz. Hertz, right? yeah, Hertz. it was Hertz. I think you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I always yeah. get that confused yeah. with like a luggage commercial, but it was a renter rental car. Yeah, thing. right. Yeah. The luggage it commercial was, was the gorilla smashing your suitcase. Oh right, right, right. <laughs> yep. How how many signs would it take for you to stop getting on a plane for just just to just mm. escape? How many how many signs is it? Because well, if my birthday was the same as the departure that would be time, that's that's as much as you need, huh? What? That's a superstitious. I can't, I can't leave at eight oh two. No way. Oh, all man. right, so Ibit, high on the superstitious scale. I got you. No, not right. at all, Brian. Brian's the least superstitious person I know, but for me, it would be. What would it be? I'm not that superstitious right. either. Because I'd, I'd actually have to really have a clear visualization of, I mean, kind of like what you saw in this, right? Where he had the clear visualization of like three or four things that happened. And then right. the plane crash wakes up from that. And then those three or four things happen. And it's right. like, okay, that actually might be enough for me it, to say. I'm it, would only, do, yeah, it would only take right. one of those revelations to come true for me. to one. Go, yeah, okay. about one. Wow. It's like, Brian, we were like, premonition. Screw falls off the thing. I'm out. I'm leaving. I'll catch another flight. Wow. I mm, I would mm. never notice all these things at all. Like I would just I would just I, I'm always half asleep when I get on a plane. That's just a hey, fact. Here's, Best a, way here's to a little be, dude. here's a little fact for you about Brian and planes. Brian's not worried about dying in a fast explosion in a plane. I mm-hmm. that doesn't scare me. Brian is worried that Brian will survive a plane that that like opens up. And then Brian will have to fall to his death and scream mm, and mm-hmm. worry about death for however many seconds until I pass out. <laughs> Why could the explosion have killed me? Exactly. I mean, if please, if yeah. I gotta die, for, go ahead. I'm fine with that. Don't make me yeah. see my death for like. I'm you know, I'm 100 with you. Let me for die me, quickly. Yeah. The the example of that is Alaska Airlines Flight 261. Mm, uh, right. If you. If you don't remember that, it happened. I don't uh, remember my number. <laughs> it ha- it happened in in early two thousand, the same about around the same time as Final Destination came out, which is weird. And uh, yeah, there's all of these like animations you can go on on YouTube and watch animation of what that plane did before it finally right. hit the ocean, and that is the scariest thing that's ever yeah, happened, yeah. as far that as I'm thanks. concerned. Right. Um, to, I don't know if I want to watch that. 
to be I can't, inside I can't. the plane while the plane is going up and down like a roller coaster. Yeah. And yeah. they there's there's one animation that even tells you the G forces that the people in the plane were feeling. Yeah. And I'm right. just like, wow, this is no. real life horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that, is, that okay. is scary. That is genuinely scary. Yeah, I was. I we flew out of Hong Kong in a typhoon when I was out there, and um, oh, wow. mm-hmm. I've never felt anything quite like it. And it was a big, big triple decker plane, you know, big solid monster plane, and it was the last flight they would allow out that was just on the edge of this typhoon before it was too much and anybody could fly out. And I'm here right. to tell you, I think it was still too much to fly out because my gosh, yep. I spent most of my time. It, it felt like one of those like uh, astronaut trainer planes where you f- they just dive really hard and everyone floats yeah. to create yeah. fake gravity yeah. or anti-gravity. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. I spent That's half my I... time with my seatbelt holding me up or holding me back yeah. while I was floating Jeez. upward. I wanted I, I, flew I, I seriously I, I thought flew I was out of Texas. I flew out of Texas same same situation, very large plane and uh, we were the last ones out and the pilot was all like yeah, we got this. We're going to go straight up. You know, to, I'm like, oh my God, no. And so, I mean, we took the steepest climb I have ever had. And the the oh, the, the thing that worries you is like, okay, it's scary enough. But then when the stewardesses look like, oh, f- excuse my language. So that's what they were looking like. They were like, oh, crap. So, the, I'm sorry, but didn't mean to say that. But no, this, how, this is how it's damaging it was. Unfiltered Brian Dunaway. Right. Yeah, watching, yeah. Those, watching those stewardesses. With the with their faces being super quiet, quietest airplane I have ever yeah, been on, yeah. and this is taking huge drops and climbs and drops and climbs. I mean, it was just I I was like I don't know if I'll ever fly again. I don't. Know I've heard I've heard a steward use the f word while right. speaking because like, oh yeah we just a ridiculous unexpected piece of turbulence while the steward was saying to people you know the captain has turned on the safety sign for your safety <laughs> you just. We'd really appreciate it if you and there was suddenly a bump and the F word came out. It's like, <laughs> right. oh, wow, that's right. They're real people like us. Uh, okay. Wow. I uh, yeah, that's it's not a great experience when you are in one of those. And so every no. every plane movie, no control. the worst. OK, we keep going back to Lost, but Lost was really good at terrible plane moments. My gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every yeah. flashback really to that plane. It was just the same. It was really like one terrible plane moment that they just keep showing from different uh, perspectives. From yeah. Different Remember people. when this happened? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and wow. you'd even be seasons into the show well past any need for plane explanations. And then they do a right. flashback that was another plane thing. And you're like, oh, my gosh, get me out of this plane. This oceanic right. yeah, exactly. flight, whatever. I know. The drink isn't very strong. The reaction isn't very strong. I know. Move on. Yeah. I know the back part is about to break off and separate and go to the other part oh, of the island. And I hate when people it's get sucked biggest... out of planes. It's an awful thing. Right. Yes. It's yes. such a big fear because uh, you have zero control. You're in a situation mm. where you have zero control. All you have is observation. Yeah. And You're just an just air terrifying. tube. You're a tube in the air. Yeah. <laughs> that said... <laughs> the plane explosion in this film, when you're on, the, like viewing from the plane, oh god, this is scary, and people yeah. uh, burning up and all that. But then when he, when they're watching it through the airport window, and the plane yeah. just kind of stops in midair, pieces yeah. fly down, but there's no trajectory, there's no um, mo- forward motion of the actual burning right, remainder right. of the plane. That uh, that kind of looked like an old uh, '70s yeah. special. It, yeah, like that was a great film. That was thing. great. Yeah. I, but yeah. then when the windows blow in, that was really powerful because like I mm-hmm. wasn't expecting that at all. Like, mm-hmm. what kind of explosion? I just I didn't have those expectations, you know. Yeah. And like wow, oh wow, because 
like they're right there. Like you, you could really imagine that you were standing at those windows looking at it. Mm. It, it was really well done. Yeah, and I and I I thought the whole uh, the effects and stuff of as it was truly breaking up and blowing up, and he's on kind of on fire. That all looked pretty good mm-hmm. for that old right. of a thing, mm-hmm. uh, which surprised yeah, me. Twenty years old, stupid old thing. Twenty years old. Trivia says that this is the shortest opening disaster of all five films. Uh, yeah. It only lasted mm. two minutes in total, and I guess the other movies all all have much bigger, longer. They have, so to, they have to be set up though beforehand, yeah. right? I mean, this is real easy because the idea of this one is we've we actually have had real people have a premonition about a plane going down and then getting off, so it's already in our psyches, and so we can quickly accept it that they cheated death by doing this. Where the later films, it was a little more complicated, a little more set up. Yeah. To explain these people and were just, uh, escaping. I, yeah. But I just want to repeat the the nine eleven thing. This film happens before nine eleven. There ain't no way those people get detained at the airport right, <laughs> right. after that thing. They are all right. scattered to the wind. I promise. I I used to come and go from airports. Like it was so. It was so different back in the day. So different. You know, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your family and friends would walk you all the way to the plane door. See ya. Have fun, yeah. you do. Yeah, and the <laughs> Final Destination two. Uh, this was the last of the Final Destination movies to come out before um, right nine eleven. All the other ones came after. So, I'm. I, <laughs> we got to decide: Are we going to watch these for film sec coming up, or I mean, not, right. maybe not immediately, but I kind of want to watch. I at do. Least Two and three. Right. And I do. I totally want to. This is the first time I've actually felt this strongly about continuing through a series, and I don't know why. It's not like this is right. a, an it's amazing good. series or anything. Yeah. It's just, do we want to like put a couple things in between each one? Yes. Yes. I'm putting okay. final. I'm putting Final Destination two on our list about five weeks from now. All right. Assuming a net. Uh, is it Netflix? Yeah. Netflix, Netflix has them yeah. all still. Uh, that'd be good if we can find out what their Netflix. expiration is. That might help determine it. But yeah, that's. I think that yeah. sounds all right. I think it's gonna be an all-or-nothing thing because it's all owned by the same company. Yeah, so once they're gonna, if, they're uh, all of them, them are dis- disappear at the same time. Sure. Right. Right. Yeah, that's probably true. I hadn't thought about that. Okay, I had a quick music thing. Uh, the music played throughout the film was by John Denver. Uh, a little, yeah. little too close to the bone. The guy died in a plane crash like two years well, before this the, movie. That was the whole point. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, like. That, that I don't a, think that's very cool. I think you that's think it was a, too soon. Yeah, too soon I mean, I hope I hope his family got a bunch of money. That was the antithesis of the idea, though. That's that's. That was what wrote this story. Was the but they writer. could have, I see, but they could have played uh, Buddy Holly or right, right. Oh, uh, but La come Bamba. on. Oh, do you think those kids would have known? That Buddy they barely Holly know who they barely a, know who well, John Denver is, though. Kids well, I'm sure the they 90s. would have known John Denver if he just passed away a couple years. Well, prior does the movie La Bamba crash. exist in this universe? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> If it, death. if it does, then they have all got their Philip Michael Thomas. Is that what his name was? No, Philip, Philip Michael. Philip. Nope, that's the guy from uh, uh, they see Vice, Philip, uh, C. C. From Thomas. Philip Miami Vice. Philip Michael Thomas. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a Big Bopper song other than Purple People Eater. Um, uh, no, that wasn't. That wasn't uh, Big Bopper Chantilly Lace. Okay, that's uh, that's a good one. Chantilly and you'll Lace. never and you'll never know and you'll never be able to identify another Big Bopper song. <laughs> that is the only Big Bopper song out there. I'm just saying the movie should Purple have been filled. Brian Highland, I think. The movie should have been filled with songs from people who died in a plane crash. That's all I'm saying. I agree. That would actually have been better. Like Sam, not Sam Cook. Uh, Otis Redding, I think, died in a plane crash. Uh, the the two thirds of Leonard Skinner or something, wasn't it? Uh, was right. it Leonard Skinner or the Allman Brothers? I think it's Leonard. De- it was definitely Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner. Skinner. Oh, yeah, okay. Remember Skinner. Remember Skinner. 
Uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, didn't he die in a plane in a helicopter crash? Uh, yeah, he did. What was the deal mm-hmm. there? I don't remember. He went. Uh, helicopter crash. He was in it. <laughs> he was yeah. in it. In, in, in Wisconsin. It was in Wisconsin. That's right. It was right after uh, right after a concert that my crazy neighbors saw. You know, you make a really good point. The <laughs> whole thing. Well, he, was in yeah. a, he was in a helicopter. Yeah, the whole crash. thing was, <laughs> was that. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Anyway, every time oh, I play I it, I just, just yeah. I there we sad. go. Bell two two hundred six B helicopter. Okay. I just felt a little sad every time it happened. Every time sure. I played it, that would be the way to do it, though. Just, I mean, you do instead of having them hear Rocky Mountain High every time, it would have been a little more clever to actually have them hear a different song yeah. by a guy, and and so just be on the regular radio, and then all of a sudden be like, "Wait, did this guy die? No, no. Okay, Trent Reznor's still alive. All right, okay, we're good." Ah. Wait, no, no. This, uh... I mean, part part of it is that it just feels lazy when filmmakers take real life tragedy and then just use it as a cheap thing in their movie. I think that's why it bugged me, and and mm-hmm. it's just because like well, and, oh, you know I know I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to evoke an emotion. Oh yeah, he just died sure. in a crash, just like these guys almost did. And so every time it plays, that's the ominous thing. But and it clues you into the premonition. Yeah, it's just a little lazy to to we'll just. Fi- we'll find it. So so John Denver died in '97, yeah. and then this movie comes out in 2000. We'll, we will find out with Final Destination Two if they use uh, an Elia song. Elia died in yeah, 2001. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a plane crash. Yeah. Yeah. If they use an Elia song, then we'll know they're they're doing something. Right. They're doing it on purpose. They're getting it in yeah. there. Hey, let me ask you a question, world travelers. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If you just fought death to the death, would you get on a plane six months later and fly to Paris? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wouldn't do anywhere no. near I wouldn't go anywhere near a plane if I was a no. I know six months. Yeah, that's about enough time, sure. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine them? They this don't show it, but that, that flight must have been just white knuckling it. I'm like, why did why? Why would they that, do that? That is the probably the biggest thing that you can tell this movie was before nine eleven, because after nine right. eleven we were all like, nah, I'm not true. sure I'm ready to get on a plane. Nah. <laughs> Give it a little time, folks. We're not getting on that plane right away. Yeah. yeah, that Actually, was. Actually, I think I did yeah. fly two weeks after 9 11. Uh, two two uh, weeks. Two weeks. We we flew one uh, one month to the anniversary date to um, Australia after 9 11. We well, see, in October 2001. This is that. Okay, so I'm going to actually make uh, I'm going to make a comparison here. That's when you fly, just like when if you're going to eat at a Taco Bell, you do it the day after mm. they reopen after mm-hmm. food poisoning. Right. Yeah. That's, That's the true. best Taco Bell you're ever going to have, and I guarantee you, you're, <laughs> right. you were this ever going to be. Yeah. Until five yeah. weeks later. You yeah. start getting slack again. Right. <laughs> right. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So you did the right thing. That was the time to go. I think. Like I, like I say, I was I was traveling every week of the year in 2001, and uh, all of my trips got canceled for about six weeks, oh, and then we got back to it. It took about six weeks before, you know, like people were entirely comfortable and sort of mm-hmm. like it, what we weren't forgetting what had just happened it's just that that's the recovery time you know yeah, yeah. that stuff's uh, really I, it's going to be I, a little like that with crowds moving forward after this stuff starts to abate mm-hmm. we're gonna that's yeah. a good point. I, I also yeah. think is but i also think it has to do with uh how close it struck to you i mean if if all if if you had 39 friends or students and they all died and death chased you down for a little while to be a lot more traumatized exactly, than we yeah. were. I mean, I was I was traumatized by 9/11, but I didn't have any direct deaths that I was aware of. Like I, I was, hurt as a nation. Sure. I was personally way more traumatized by a car wreck I was in in 2008. 
Right. Uh, I was driving and my buddy Ken Miller was in the car with me and it was the most violent car wreck you could Im- imagine. Like it was so powerful and it loud and the idiot teenager who hit me spun my car around like mm-hmm. more than 360 degrees mm-hmm. and like the 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 six disc changer in the back of my car flew hundreds of yards oh and this kind of thing and uh like it was so and i was just like because it happened to me i didn't drive a car for a long time after mm-hmm. that you know what i mean like yeah, it really yeah. it really affected me a lot more than that sort of distant set of deaths in planes, you know, of nine eleven. Sure, so I just feel like my, right. I just feel like my attitude toward everything changed, and it bums me yeah, out absolutely. because I don't know. I was obviously the, the terrorist one. I was living in this like rarefied space of big things like that don't happen in modern life. D d d d, and then it happens, and then I don't know. I just became a little more cynical, a little less. I don't know. Yeah. I could see I, there's no, a good. there's a mark for me that morning that I kind of crossed the line and I've never really gotten back over that line. But yep. I don't know. You never sure. will. It was a bad time. Hey, check scar. out check out this. Uh, this story, by the way, was originally a concept for an abandoned X Files episode, and uh, yeah. I think there's reason that we can say that this is true because the director here, James Wong, uh, did a bunch of X Files stuff, including one of the X Files movies. Uh, so he was all wrapped up in that stuff. But anyway, it was a television script uh, for the X-Files, and it was originally inspired by Soul Survivor in 1994, which I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Is that I a movie? I don't know that either, yeah. Probably yeah. a movie. Uh, but anyways, that's kind of cool. And then, It is cool. Because yeah. you can see it as an X-Files episode, right? Like mm-hmm. Mulder and Scully would figure out that, oh, there was this order that people are going to be dying, and we just need to get to right. it beforehand and prevent it from happening. And it's like, no, oh, no, it does Luckily, work. Luckily, it, yeah. it actually, it absolutely does, and it's it's a good thing they didn't squander that idea mm-hmm. on a short TV episode where they got to got to explore it a little bit bigger. Right? Here. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. Uh, I uh, the what's her name? The blonde that got hit by the bus. I forgot her actor name. Uh, oh. Terry. Yeah, the girl Terry. who played Terry. She's she's busy. She's is she busy. She, is she the one who's working the most out of? Well, I guess Sean William Scott probably is working. Uh, he's the working most the out biggest. Of maybe yeah, the right. biggest career but hers is a busy career she's she's in lots of things uh, and oh, t- De- tony todd yeah. I, oh, tony yeah, todd okay. is the answer to that question that guy works yeah, yeah that's true tony todd. Uh, tony todd tony todd doesn't take a year off he keeps he keeps showing up in tv and video games and movies oh see I'd, and i um I would actually disagree. I agree with Tony Todd, but I would disagree about uh, Amanda Detmer working the hardest. I mean, you look at Devin Sawa as the main character, not in anything prominent, but definitely in a lot of stuff. Oh, like, he's a busy um, boy. Hmm. He's got three things, four things in post-production, two things 2020, three things 2019, 2018, 2017. Um, it's yeah. just not, nothing to use. So he's yeah, getting it done. In the House of Vampires. There you go. Oh, <laughs> Sounds all right. He plays Death Rider. Yeah. I got to look at this. Why not? Um, real quick, uh, the guy who's played Carter's name's Kerr Smith. Uh, I I, I would have, you could have convinced me that he is the son of the guy in Nip Tuck. Yeah. He looks oh, yeah. like that it's dude. Like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's doppelganger level weird, just age mm-hmm. difference, and it freaked me out. Now, these days, cool. he's a little gray and whatever. He's like 47 years old, but. He looked, oh, no. uh, he plays a principal Death on, is coming. on Riverdale, but he looks just like him. If you find a picture of him when he was a little younger and then hold that up next to, I forgot that guy's name, Dr. Doom from the bad, uh, 
Fantastic Four movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One one of the bad. <laughs> many, I, mean, I, was, many I, bad I actually yeah. thought it was one of the better of the ones. Ugh. I really? Enjoyed it. Ugh. Oh, actually. Yeah. And I'm gonna but, even gonna take that back. Uh, Daniel Roebuck, who was Agent Shrek. Shrek. Oh yeah. Kind of looks. Uh, he's the guy who sounds like Ross, but looks like Anthony Edwards from ER. Right. <laughs> right. He's basically yes. must see TV all wrapped up in one guy. Um. Uh, he's sh- he's Ween. Shrek he's is the other okay. guy. Yeah. He has uh about a dozen things in pre and post production. He did about 10 things in 2019, 2018, 2017. There's your hardest working guy in Final yeah, Destination. He's very right busy. There. His whole career is yeah. he's all over the place. Like yeah. He's, he's a yeah. busy guy. Yeah, but to, back him. to Scott's point, apparently when this film was made in early 2000 or late 99 or whatever, uh, we still hadn't shaved those sideburns down. No. no. We were still yeah, hot on those sideburns. Yeah, we were into it, dude. Oh, I think sideburns make, need to make a comeback because... I've considered trimming off some of my goatee so that I can get a good seal on any mask I might have to wear uh, for this. <laughs> yeah. So there may be some hair manipulations on the way. I was going to say, you have not trimmed up that thing in as long as I've known you. Yes. Yeah. You've had, wow. you've had the facial hair since the beginning. Guys, I'm bracing for the requirement to wear a mask somewhere and I'm going to have right. to shave. I'm just breaking, yeah. I'm oh yeah. Oh my gosh, Randy, your beard we is kind in trouble. of have the, I mean, it's not a requirement yet, but it's boy, it is a strong recommendation as of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to be wearing my Spider-Man mask everywhere I go. Now. <laughs> I love yeah. that you've got that freaking thing. Are you really going to wear that around? Cause I love no. it. Oh, no, you no, should. I I could. You no, should. It's not I think, funny I think right now. Would, I think people would actually freak out. Because my yeah. eyes are covered, and it's weird seeing somebody walking around with a full face right. mask. This is just a what we need right mask. now is people out with humor in our very dangerous times. Yeah, what, what, people yeah. walking but, around doing funny stuff. We yeah, need that. Yeah, we do need it. Right. Yeah, I'm hoping to get a nose and mouth covering that's also so broad that it goes all the way over the whole beard. That would be nice. Right. That would be nice. Because then I. But even then, like, uh, if you really want good seal, you got to shave some lines between where yep. your where your sideburns end and where the beard begins. I and... was testing yesterday. Okay, I, I, yeah. I, I, you and I will have this discussion further offline because I'm very interested in this. It's, the yeah. good, the good I, seal I, is a little of what I've got because it's uh, it's great and it's like Velcro attached. It'll go over everything. And you're just wearing it basically in case you have it and you don't know you have it so right. that you don't give it to somebody else. You're not preventing yourself right. from getting it. Nobody. Well, I mean, you would be preventing yourself from getting like, like it would definitely cut down on someone sneezed in my face, but I had the mask on. Yeah. Right? It like, would, it would it, definitely of course reduce it would. Your risk. Yeah. A little bit, but yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they basically been saying, well, no, this it's... is how Brian feels about what they've been saying. Yeah, but who's they is my problem. Right. Because there's CDC. so many they's right, right now. The CDC is one they, but then there's t- a couple what? of guys there I don't trust. World and, Health Organization. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay, good point. And the Chinese, and the Chinese and the, or the Asian, uh, like the Koreans have been wearing the mask since day one, and those guys had the least amount of thing. I know there's other stuff going on that contributes to that, it, but I think they knew what they were doing it with is that Im- mask. It is important to remember that if you're wearing a face mask and death comes for you, death is going to use that mask to kill you. <laughs> That's right. It's going to choke you with your own mask. It's important. Look, if we've right. learned anything from today's viewing, it's that. 
Uh, also, uh, I forgot I was going to say, I had a thing to say about a thing about the movie, and, and there it went. Right, was it great. music related? No. It, um, we just finished talking about that, I think. I'm and, looking uh, here to see if I had a note about it, and uh, for some reason I wrote 90s chicks. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, 90s chicks or chicks? Chicks, like girls at the in the plane. Oh, yeah. So, so our clear, our primary uh, character or... I not really love interest, just partner. How about that? She's well, she a became a love and, interest later, right? They were holding right. hands, and, and yeah, they and they eventually become a love a love interest. But uh, it was odd how they were trying to shore up her character because she had very little dialogue. They tried to shore up the character by saying stuff like, "Oh, she's a bookworm, and she welds art, and her father is dead," and just mm-hmm. they tried to give her this depth through these character elements and we didn't really get it from you know her, her dialogue and i kind of i kind of wish they could have explored that a little bit more well you get it, it, i felt a little cheated it did it did give you the feeling or that they i think they were aiming for which was girls in the 90s are cool and they're just <laughs> she's cool yeah. she's making art she's, she's a welder she's a welding she don't like care flash at dance. All. yeah she like flash dance dude <laughs> Oh man, we haven't had a good welder since Flashdance. That's oh, awesome. True story. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that's what she did because <laughs> I was too focused on her getting wet on a chair or whatever. Boy, that <laughs> that came out wrong. That came out wrong. Clear Rivers Cabin. Clear Rivers Cabin was like the most pointless part of the whole film. We could have cut out all that. I didn't need to see him taping things up and all that stuff out. I would have gotten tetanus. Yeah, yeah, see that that doesn't make sense. Actually, it kind of goes against the grain of the thing because isn't the whole point that death, death will just use duct tape? Then, like, right? It, it doesn't right. care if you're using duct tape. I mean, tape if death to wanted him. to kill you, he's definitely going to get you when you're trying to canoe across a a lake or a pond <laughs> in the middle of the night yeah. while the FBI is chasing right. you. Oh no, we're never going to get him. He's in a canoe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> How, how we, can't, we can't get wet. Yeah, we have to wait till he gets on shore and then put trees on him, and then he can't breathe. Okay, got it. Right. Yeah, see, some of this stuff's a little loose, but that's fine. Yeah, they do it yeah. in such a way that I'm, I'm having a good time. Had fun. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not having a bad time, and that's what matters here. Don't have. But I'm with time. you about the chick in the bucket here. We t- we talked about earlier the devil or uh, Tony Todd or Mister Bloodworth. Uh, I really could have used like him. I don't know, showing up somewhere near the end and just kind of, you know, just kind of. I like, told shaking you. His, yeah, shaking his head or something, smiling, right. the tisk tisk. Right. The thing about a chick in the bucket is that they have to spend the rest of the movie wherever you left them. Yeah. And right. so, not only did we leave him at this morgue where he has to spend the rest of the movie, but he spends the rest of the movie receiving more bodies. And I really right. like that. that Because he's got his own story going on there. He's He, he keeps trying to go home from work, and the mm-hmm. bodies keep showing up, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's nice. He's the... He's the he's the hardest working chick in the bucket. Do you think this he's whole thing was just? Do, do you think his whole character was just to say, "Hey, Tony Todd, remember him from uh, freaking Candyman? That's cool. We got him. He's a is that? Right. Do you think that was the stunt casting here, or is it? Well, well, and according to some of the the stuff behind the scenes stuff, they said they hired him simply because of his deep voice that he would bring that serious tone to that character. Just what they had said okay I, I mean Some he's stuff. a formidable sounding looking dude so right 
I'm in I'm in on your Tony Todd selection regardless, but it's it's a huge, huge trope though, for people to have your your principals meet this one off person that they've never seen before and he divulges all of this really useful cosmic information mm-hmm. that I, I didn't like that at all. Well, I, if they'd have done a little more follow-up, I might've been okay with it. Like they just never yeah. followed it through. It was just like, Oh, if here's t- were, Tony Todd. And goodbye. <laughs> if you were looking for your dead friend in a morgue, uh, would you go through a skylight and then stand in a coffin? Isn't that bad luck? I mean, oh, there's coffin. so much bad luck, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everything about You're that. You're supposed to step over a body, or well, here, I mean, there's like all right, sorts right. of bad luck things that they well, do. We're breaking all the rules. Yeah. yeah, they do a pretty good job of skirting around, like you know, how how the physics would have worked and and made it so it wasn't so outrageous. Like there were a couple of moments, right. but most of it was just like, oh yeah, the electricity's flopping around because that's what cables do when they're that charged up and. You know, because right. uh, devil can't let you know that he actually exists. So he has to kind of work on the down low. Right. Right. Because mm-hmm. right. if we knew the devil actually exists or, or death actually existed and was an entity, then, you know, the world would change. Sure. A lot. He doesn't wear right. a big black cloak and carry a scythe around with him. Is that what you're saying? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for as far as what I thought was gross. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Closest thing I have is creeping toilet water. Not a fan. Mm. No, like no. Me. I'll tell you what the grossest part was. Okay. I don't know how you didn't see it, Go. but uh, but our friend Todd, with only one D, Todd with mm-hmm, one D, mm-hmm. uh, cut himself, wiped his hand, wiped his finger on the blood, and then stuck it in his nose <laughs> to see if right. he had any hairs. And I was hairs, like, yeah. what are you doing? Don't touch yeah. your face, first of all. Everybody yeah. knows that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows don't touch especially your face. Not your, especially not with blood you just pull off your neck. Yeah. That was, that? That was oh, weird. God. Yeah. <laughs> that just... <laughs> I just hated that. I hated that whole scene so much. I hated right. it. Like I was, I had this visceral reaction. No, bad scene. Bad Go scene. Bad not, scene. Not, not your favorite Next moment. Next bad okay. scene. I get you. I get you. I have some. I have some clips from this film. It's not a ton, but you know they're there. We got some. Uh, I'll go ahead and play them now. So enjoy these. Uh, right here, you got your first one, which is. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's about a suitcase. How's my suitcase working out for you? Oh, I just like the dad. How's my suitcase working for you? <laughs> Such a dad thing to say, you know? And yeah, by the yeah. way, you never really got to see those parents again. Another pair of chicks in the buckets. His parents, the main kid's parents, right. just poof. That's it. Done. Yeah. That's because they were idiots anyway. So. Yeah, they were dumb. But they were gone. That dad, whoever played that dad probably got 200 bucks is and this, they sent him on his way. Is this movie an example of the parents are so stupid trope? Um, oh, I think so. A little bit, yeah, yeah. I'd say a are little the, bit. Are the FBI agents the avatar of your parents in this trope? <laughs> are they those? They're the proxy for dumb parents. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I like to think they were because they were really bad. Mm-hmm. Like they they were portrayed as almost bumbling cops. Almost. Yeah, they I were like bad. I like to think ancient 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 agent Ween was the. Uh, was a bumbling parent type. Sure. Why not? With a name like Ween. <laughs> um, all right. Here's a dumb laugh. <laughs> all right. There's that. Enjoy that. That was the kid. Uh, <laughs> here is, uh, let's see. Oh, I wrote, um, I was sure we had digital flight update screens in airports by 19 or by 2000. So here's the sound of, a, of these. I love those. I like them too, but I swear we didn't. I swear we were all digital by then. 
In fact, yeah, I'm I sure there's we were. still like yeah. train stations. I want to say the Grand Central Station probably still has those. And uh, I guess it's New York, wasn't it? Yeah, but they do it as they do that for nostalgia, nostalgia purposes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They still have digital screens, but for yeah. the record, I'm down with it because I kind of like that stuff. Mm-hmm. But like old, like was, old uh, gas. It's going to be like the Hare Krishnas, though. There's going to be a generation that sees this movie and has no idea what those boards are. Yeah, that's true. That was a uh, Vancouver International Airport, by the way, and I I think I gotta allow it they that that was a still functioning system in 1999 in vancouver interesting okay well, i can see that um all right here's uh <laughs> here's todd alex let's go take a shit let's go take a shit <laughs> <laughs> that actor's not doing a lot i mean he's doing things but he's not like it's not a big deal uh where's todd where's todd where's todd where's todd all right there's todd where's todd where's todd have where's todd, todd? Seen him? have you guys seen todd where's todd all right taking a shit Jeez, <laughs> right? like he's always doing he's taking yeah. it yeah. taking a crapper at the airport and he's taking one at home and he's yeah all that and more crap. all right here's some tight acting i wrote which means it's bad you know i've i've never dealt with death before this could all be in our head it just feels like it's all around us. It's that's just bad. Yeah, it just feels like it's all around us. Mm. All right, here's Tony Todd. Chemicals in the vascular flesh create cadaveric spasms. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cool, man. That's why. That's why I can't wait to see the other, the rest of these movies because. Uh, He's he's a nice through line apparently in the first mm-hmm. three I think I'm into that yeah. yeah yeah I like that also um is he gonna I wonder if they'll cameo him in that remake of Candyman they're working on which looks pretty this, good by the way that trailer freaked me the hell out yeah yeah um, that uh, quote in this scene by the way caused me to go onto the internet and look up cadaveric spasms and no yeah. I shouldn't have and you should not do that either <laughs> all right I'm not gonna. I assume, I, it's, I assume it's. I assume it's. So cadaveric would be cadavers having spasms, right? That's exactly, the, okay. and just leave it at that. All right, sounds mm-hmm. good to me. All right, here's right. that Trent Reznor bit that I wasn't sure was a real song, but I'm playing it anyway. I like a song that does the title of your movie. Sure, right. yeah. it certainly could easily be somebody using every nine inch nails sound that they could to make a song that sounded like nine inch nails, but it absolutely is clearly uh Trent Reznor. All right. So that is Reznor and nine inch nails. Cause I wasn't sure I'd never heard the song before. Maybe I have and just didn't know it, but that threw me for a slight loop. All right. Here's agent Shrek. He's awful quiet. So what about this pattern, Alex? Did you see it in another one of your visions? Did you catch it in some TV static? Okay, buddy. Mm-hmm. He uh he had some weird no. uh, nose balls. I don't know if you saw it, but like the tip of his nose had a right. a really pronounced cleft. <laughs> yeah, huh. Nose balls is not what I thought of when I saw it, but now I can't stop thinking about nose balls. Tina said, "Oh my god, that guy's nose looks like a dick." Is is her oh, is her wow. direct direct quote? Wow. I think Tina should watch all the Netflix with us. I agree. <laughs> she sadly she does, or, yeah, or most right. of it, yeah. Here's uh. Oh, I got. Oh, this is great. I found a. So you, normally, when we get the prom prom clips from your mom, a bit, it's usually like, oh, this is after prom, or this is when I pick my date up, or this is what I said to my date, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. This is yeah. you talking to, uh, the other people because you guys had a total of 
two other couples with you, which means so yeah, were, it was a big entourage with yeah. us. Yeah. So you had six total people if you count, you know, sure. every guy and every gal. And so here's what you said to them during dinner. You guys can sit down in your little chairs and make fun of me. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. That's, it must've been a bad <laughs> night. <laughs> Were you just like so chowing down? Have like and... one of those mini take step recorders. <laughs> she like, did. That... Yeah. yeah, one of the micro like cassettes. So many. Yeah, she had a boom mic for part of it. She was walking around. Right. She uh, directional a mic. stealth microphone, directional right. mic to another table. Yeah. Oh, did she ever use a Mister Microphone? She, <laughs> <couldn't record laughs> she had a Mr. Microphone. She loved it. She loved that. <laughs> All right. Here's hey, good looking. The <laughs> we'll be back to pick you up later. Pick you up after the game. All right, here's uh, here's the burner. Oh, the burner at the teacher's house scared me. It actually gave me a jump, and this is that oh, sound. Yeah. So when they she's like down there, like tickling the bottom of it to try to light it, yeah. and then it just yeah. kicks on. Okay. And it just gave me the peeps. Okay, peep. but you saw how dumb that whole sequence was, right? Oh, it was all dumb, of course. It was an electric gas burner, like yeah. it had a starter yeah. that went yeah. click, 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 right? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. then when that it lit, but then it blew out. Yeah. Right. So instead of just using the obviously working electric starter, she goes and gets a lighter. Yeah. What? Right. Yeah. No. And then waits, waits to make sure the gas fills the area. Okay, yeah. Wait just a second. Like you do. Here we go. Okay. Like you do. Sure. This reminds me. So you know how you see something in a movie and you go, that doesn't work that way. Um, kind of like one of these. I was watching a TV show from 2010 the other day with Kim. And um, remember Cougar Town? You remember that show? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cougar Town's yeah. very funny. Um, worth a rewatch if you're out there hearing me say that. Uh, anyway, we're watching that, and there's a scene where somebody's got a brand new iPad, which was the year the iPad launched launched in 2010, so that was brand new. But they're doing, like, full-screen video conferencing on this thing. Yeah. That was not capable of that, and nor, nor right. were there apps that would support such an idea at that time at that resolution, at that clarity. I look at it now and it barely phases you because that's 100% what we could do today with a tablet. No problem. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But in 2010, that would have still been kind of groundbreaking. Did you you fire off an email? No, but I said to Kim, I said, well, that wouldn't work. She goes, what do you mean? We do it all the time with the kids. I'm like, no, 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 honey, this is 2010. They didn't have it. She goes, oh, you think of the dumbest things. And then she watched the rest Eh. of the show. (laughs) She has a point. She has a point. Just imagine though, if she was on every podcast with you. <laughs> How and, many things she'd like, say? Every is dumb. time you said something, she's like, "You think of the dumbest things." Oh my gosh, you're not wrong. That would be there'd be too many to count. All right, here's the great. Oh, the teacher made a great sound when she tossed that mug uh, full of tea. Oh good. And so yeah. here's that sound. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? It's that awesome. I'm gonna use I'm that. telling you. No living human yeah. who has ever used a mug would not notice if it was cracked and leaking. No, oh, no, of course if, not. If uh, a mug is cracked and leaking, I oh, would yeah. notice. Immediate. I would notice before I even touched it. Yeah. I wouldn't have to, mm-hmm. but you would definitely notice when you picked it up. Oh yeah, the, yeah. It's so yeah. weird, without question. I would think. Um. All right. Here's a. Whoops! <laughs> whoops! I mean, push that. Uh. Sorry. Hold on. Okay. There it is. <laughs> Here is uh oh I was, I could not figure out what the sound is and you guys can help me so here can you guys tell what that is where, this, where do you remember what the, it was, that in, was they were in the car and yeah. Carter was losing his mind and like driving it really fast between traffic and sh- trying to show everybody that he was in control of his life or whatever right and right. this made, it made this sound and it sounds like somebody going but it's not it's just in the car 
This the shifter. Unless right? that's unless that's Stifler barfing mm. or something. Because remember, he said, "I'm so close to puking, you have no idea." Something Sounds, like that. Sounds uh, otherworldly, though. It doesn't sound. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just the engine revving, though. Is right? it? I don't know. I can't Bobby figure it out. out. Yeah, I can't figure it out. All right, here's what you tell every Billy. Hello, Billy. All right, shut yeah. up, Billy. <laughs> Pretty much. Hey. Uh, oh, this is good. Tetanus, nice one. I like when he was like talking to himself, right? Discussing the things that almost got him. Tetanus. Nice one. <laughs> nice one, death. Yeah. Nice try. Here's, Good one, death. Here's, <laughs> not today. This line sounded like a thing out of Star Wars. I'll always be with you. All right. He'll always be with you. Good job. What? I know. What? That's what that was dumb. It was yeah. dumb, dude. I'm annoyed just All saying right. it again or hearing it again. Just as long as we agree that I was dumb. Oh, we agree. <laughs> we, yeah. we have never been in greater agreement, I think, than we are right now. But I can tell you this. Those are your clips. Now this. The film sack checklist. CRT monitors were really the worst, Jack. Uh, never own an above-ground pool, Jack. Those are bad news. And finally, shovel versus electricity. Electricity wins every time, Jack. <laughs> uh, Star Trek Connection, we have a couple. Tony Todd, as mentioned before, he played old man Jake Sisko on DS9 and was also on TNG. Um, on TNG, he played Worf's brother, Kuhn, or Kern, rather, for four episodes. Kern. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he was different characters on episodes of DS9 and Voyager as well. Um, but the big one was the uh, the role of Jake Sisko. He was also considered for the role of Benjamin Sisko and lost out to uh, what, what's this crazy in the end. Avery Brooks. Yeah. What's this crazy? He would have been an interesting Sisko. Yeah. I, yeah. I would have been down with that, but that's fine. Avery Brooks did fine too. Uh, voiced many characters in many Star Trek video games. Uh, also, Daniel Roebuck and Company. Uh, he was agent, uh, he was agent ween. He played a Romulan civilian in star Trek, the next, next generation, fifth season episode, unification part one and two. So a lot of star Trek there. No, no surprise. Dudes and everything. Yeah. Guy does all the things you need him to do. Uh, soundtrack grade. I'll give this an F for fine. It's fine. It's fine. Does what it needs to when it needs to. It's fine. It's serviceable. That should be an S for serviceable. Yeah. I didn't come away caring about it. Like mm. the the soundtrack just it meant nothing to me. Yeah, it's not it won't yeah. it's nothing you'll carry with you or be significant. It just is there to service the film in a way that's sufficient. That's it. That's all it is. All right, Twitter post. This is where you guys sum this thing up in two hundred and eighty characters or less. Let's start with Randy. Final destination. Four dudes and three women all come together with a huge amount of high emotion and fear, and then one by one, they leave until it's just two guys and a girl, and it's awkward, just like a Saturday night at Ibbets <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. Sure, sure. Especially in these dark times. Mm-hmm. Also dark with us, Brian times. Dunaway. Oh, Final Destination, like running into Candyman at the morgue is when you realize you're playing chess while Death is playing Jenga. <laughs> This D is scaring me. <laughs> Death is playing you're, Jenga. Nice. You're yeah. absolutely right. Death was playing Jenga. If there, like, if you had to, like, let's let's come up with the perfect game that Death is it's, playing. Clearly, it's Mousetrap. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, but it's good. But it's not like Mousetrap is. Mousetrap is hard. Death is. Yeah, mousetrap is hard. <laughs> so is Death. True. Yeah, that's the true. The hardest thing about Mousetrap, Mousetrap, is setting it up. That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree yeah. with that. It's the single hardest part. Yep. Uh, also, uh, then finally, Brian Ibbett. 
Kind of plays right into that. Final destination. Rube Goldberg presses lever A, which makes a noise to cause hamster B to spin around in its wheel C, turning crank D, which lights candle E that burns through the rope F, dropping weight G on the seesaw H, which rotates bar J, which makes Rube Goldberg turn in his grave. (laughs) Nice. That's awesome. I love the idea that the I end of a Rube, I love the end of a Rube Goldberg device is him literally moving physically in his grave is right. a yeah. great way yeah. to end your Rube Goldberg device. It's very good. All right. Uh, well, that's all good and well. Let's check this out. This film had two alternative titles. It was crazy. It was just handed to me. This is almost called Get Carter Out of the Car. <laughs> uh, or uh, finally, Dude, Where's My Head? <laughs> That's a good one. Because, you know, he was in Dude, Where's My Car scene. Yeah, okay. yeah that's very good. For, for listeners who maybe don't get it, that's the joke there. All right. I uh, got an email from a listener. He sent it to filmsack at gmail.com. You're encouraged to do the same. His name is Dan, and he says, hey, Sackers. First, I quickly want to thank you for finally covering my favorite horror slash dead teenager film, The Final Destination, although he means mm-hmm. final. Uh, second, I'm really looking forward to your thoughts on 2012. I watched it after Scott announced it was coming up. Scott, have your trope alert button ready because you might set a film sack record for most times mm. pressing it. Thanks, Dan. Well, Dan's way ahead of the curve, watching stuff way before we do. Um, I suspect that thing is uh, just about the most disaster movie, tropey movie in the history of those. So We're going we're gonna to watch it next week, and I would really, really like to not get any spoilers, because I've never seen it. Ooh, so, oh, nice. hey, Hold that's cool. I won't even tell you the year it takes place. Thank you. That is Thank the you. least. That's the most spoiler-free Brian Ibbett's ever been about anything in his life. <laughs> <laughs> that's really great. Uh, no, that's. Uh, I'm excited to hear that actually because I think the rest of us have seen it. I assume. I think we all have, right? Correct. Yeah. I uh, did not love it in the theaters, but I couldn't. I don't think there's a movie that's more perfect for us than this, and it will give us a chance to really tear down some of those those disaster ideas that you see in like every disaster oh, movie. This movie's sure. just full of them. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, it'll be great. So the long, long time coming. We might even get a little extra surprise from from uh, our good pal uh, Tom Merritt. I got to talk to him, but I think he's going to want to contribute a little bit to this. So we'll let you guys know when that happens. That's next week, right here on Film Sack. Twenty twelve is the film, and we'll probably do more of these Final Destinations. And we say probably. We don't know how far out we'll spread them out, but I think we're all cool with this idea of checking out the whole series if we can. Mm-hmm. Um, Good times. So we'll we'll, we'll give take it some them weeks. one at a time. Yeah, one at a yeah. time. Not in we reverse order or anything weird like that. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll give it some weeks before we do the next one. But uh, stick around because Final Destination mm-hmm. Two will be right around the corner. All right, I can, uh, that's it for us. That's all, everybody. Filmsack.com is the website. Go there, be there, have fun there. There's things to do, places to link off to. You'll find a whole treasure trove of content by heading to fog or uh, to fog. Heading to filmsack.com. Uh, you can also leave us voicemails at 801-471-0462. Emails at filmsack at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at filmsack and leave us reviews wherever you get your shows. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Carter, you did. We'll, we'll see you next time. <laughs> for sure. My team. Yeah. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.